2: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to
3: the Rashmar Kazi show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii, and every Friday on the Sports Map Radio Network. Joined by the whole crew today G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing?
4: Really, really good. I wish that. <laughs> Thursdays, I I actually didn't watch the Clipper game last night, guys. I know, I know. You didn't miss much. Uh, Yeah, no, I I, I figured. I I was going back and forth between the score, but yeah, I just figured I'm going to just watch football. So watch football last night was not entirely disappointed, but man, I feel bad for Brady.
1: I'll tell you guys this. The Lakers are actually going to win tonight. There we wow. go. Wow. they we don't. Go. They're not gonna, they're gonna. I told you they're gonna start off three and twelve or three and eleven. But tonight will be their first win against Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is that good. Um, Westbrook always plays if he plays plays well against Gobert, one of the only guys he plays well against. I, I kind of I like the Lakers and eighty to dominate tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. That's
5: what I'm most excited for, though. I, I do want to see if they avoid zero and five because they you know, will. I mean, then they get Denver on, or yeah, Denver on Sunday night. So this is a big weekend for them.
3: Yeah. Uh, talked to Jeannie Bus last night. Listen, she's not thrilled, obviously. Jeannie uh, is, is hoping for good things to come. But the season's not over. We'll see what happens. But again, we have a big game on Sunday, Brandon. We've been talking about this one for yeah. a while. Rams 49ers um, got a chance to catch up with Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. But Bobby Wagner, the reason that we caught up, Call of Duty fanatic. Loves Call of Duty. So the new game just dropped. Um, we actually didn't really talk much about football because I'm so fascinated with him where he negotiated his own contract. And we kind of talked about, uh, you know, the, the, the real realities of life as a professional player where he has this amazing career with the Seahawks. Ten years, Super Bowl champion, one of the greatest linebackers of the, that ten year period. He found out on social media that he got cut. And so we could, you know, kind of talked about the harsh realities of being a professional football player, what he's looking forward to. And we kind of also talked about, listen, I mean, you were in Seattle where they have the 12th man and an amazing crowd. And quite frankly, he knows on Sunday it'll be a sea of red. That's just the way it is right now in Los Angeles. That will change at some point in time, but you cannot have a team here for 21 years and expect it to be a Rams fan base Mm -hmm. like overnight. So with that said, let's now, uh, you know, listen to my conversation with Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. Um, Bobby, just, you know, let's start with some football. Uh, What have you thought about the season so far? I mean, I think it's such a unique season in in terms of there's no prohibitive favorite, which is kind of great where, you know, uh, some some teams are struggling, but, uh, you know, you guys are right in the thick of it. What have you thought about the season so far?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think I just, I think this year showed how um, competitive the league can be and how each and every week you kind of have to bring your A game because, you know, there's a team that could be struggling that come out and play well or a team that could be playing well and come out struggling. So, um, you know, I think as the season goes on, um, you know, the good teams will rise to the top and the teams that are good right now will either sustain their success or um, start to, to fall off. So I think it's early. Um, I think it's kind of a product of a lot of people not playing in the preseason. So, um, you know, it's still kind of working at Kingslaw, but – you know, I think there's there's a lot of good football left this season.
3: You know, so many so many people talk about the Patriots being the last team to repeat in 2004, 2005, but you guys with Seattle came extremely close, obviously, winning it in 2004 and uh, very close in 2005. It is so hard to repeat. It is so hard to get back. What do you think you maybe learned from that run? And again, it's a new team, but is there, like, anything you learned from returning that you could perhaps... Um, help
2: with these guys um, I think the biggest thing you learn is that it's hard and so you can't be too high or too low in yourself because um, you know that following season um, I don't think we got off to a great start when we were in Seattle and you know we, we had to overcome some adversity just to, to make it even like get into the uh, the championship game you know we were playing a very good Packers team that you know we're up by like twenty points if I, if I'm my memory doesn't uh, you know second me so um, just understanding like it it's hard and you got to keep going and you have to learn from your mistakes and I think that's what gives you the opportunity to to repeat is understanding that mistakes will be made but can you correct them throughout the course of the season and really just play your best ball as you're entering the postseason because a lot of teams peak so early. they fall off late and so you know i'm happy where we're at i think you know we have a good chance and we'll uh, we'll keep pushing
3: so buddy we both grew up in los angeles without a professional football team and i always think it's kind of kind of interesting when when people saying, well why are there not more fans and it's like well you know people grew up as fans of the uh, seahawks or san francisco what has that been like i mean i think seattle probably has some of the best if not the best home field the rams can have that at times. But obviously, you know, again, I think Los Angeles is still learning to adapt to uh, being a home of, of, of two pro football teams. What has that been like for, for, for you?
2: Um, to be honest, I, I compare LA kind of like to Vegas. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people love to travel to LA, and a lot of people love to travel to Vegas. So sometimes when you have a home game like from a Vegas standpoint or from an L.A. standpoint, it may not feel like that because you get so many people that are traveling because L.A. is a a great place to be. And so, you know, that's definitely been an adjustment. But, you know, I think our fans are amazing. I think our fans are growing. And like you said, a lot of us didn't grow up um, having that. And so, um, you know, you learn it.
3: Bobby, you know, there's a lot of dates I circled in the calendar. Call of Duty is certainly one of them. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 coming up, October 28th, coming up this month. Um, Tell me about this game, first of all, but also I'm fascinated. A lot of players, a lot of people keep in touch with their friends when they're not together in the offseason. They put on that headset and it's kind of like they connect that way. I, I guess a two-part question to talk about the game, but also, I mean, have you used the game in the past to connect with your teammates?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely excited about the game. You know, I got a, a chance to, to play it early before everybody else. It's, it's a great game, and so I'm, I'm excited for, like, everybody to finally be able to play it. But, but yeah, like, um, you know, my nephews um, play it in college. My brother plays it. Um, you know, a lot of my former teammates play it as well, so it's a way to just keep in contact and, and talk a little trash, but don't have to be, you know, right in the room with them. Uh, <laughs> I, every time I see, uh, every time I see Quandre um, start to get on, I get on just to to talk a little trash to him. So um, I think it's definitely. You know, more than just a game, it's a way to connect. And, and I think the community is just, just awesome.
3: What are you thinking, as someone who is investing and thinking about your you know, post-career, what you want to do, this particular space, and maybe Call of Duty in particular, with the Call of Duty, Call of Duty Leagues, a lot of NFL uh, owners are involved, including and Cronky. Is this a space you would like to be involved in?
2: sure. I think, um, you know, this definitely is definitely a space that I would love to be involved in. Um, you know, you kind of want to be involved in everything, um, to an extent, but, um, you know, I think it's an interesting space. I think it's, you know, again, it's, it's not just, it's more than just a game. It's the, the play is amazing, but just the community and, and the way it brings everybody together, because watch, as soon as it drops, everybody's going to, mostly everybody's going to be up until like two o'clock in the morning playing <laughs> and talking crazy. so, um, you know, I think it's, it's bigger than that, and I think you'd love to be, some, be a part of something like that.
3: And then, like, even during the season, again, your you guys' focus is on the games and stuff like that, but I, I know the console sometimes is on the road, uh, sometimes it's at the practice facility. Is that the case with you guys? Does that help, you know, connect you guys there?
2: Um, a little bit. I like I, I would say it happened more, you know, we played more Call of Duty in Seattle, um, because uh, you know, sometimes we would travel like two days ahead, um versus the Rams. We kinda travel the night before and so, you know, it doesn't leave that much time but you know, especially when we land, we kind of get right back to it. So I think uh, that's the biggest thing is just you know you want to get the win and then kind of get back to playing Call of Duty. But Bobby, when you
3: look to what to invest in, a lot of what you've done is really looking towards the future. You know, with the you know college athletes now they are able to make a profit and in sign deals. Like in all the deals that you've done, um, is, is there a common thread? Is there something that you've looked for?
2: Um, I think I, I I look for the team. Um, I think you have to believe in the team because I think a good team, um, a good team can make a bad product go, and a bad team can make a bad a good product crumble. And so I think the first thing for sure is the team. Then you look at the product, the product market fit. How how big is the the market that that product is trying to and, and all they're solving a the problem. If they solve a problem, then you know, then it makes sense.
3: You did something um, that a lot of people are not comfortable doing, and they're not comfortable to the point that they give up a percentage, You know, sometimes as much as 10%. You negotiated your own contract. What was that like? And again, I mean, how did you overcome maybe the uncomfortability some people feel in terms of this is how much I can work?
2: Um, I, I don't think it was it w- it was more c- uncomfortable I believe for the people that I was talking to than it was for me because I think a lot of the things too is uh, when you decide to negotiate your own contract that uh that you kind of take away that middleman and so that buffer of when you know team saying what you can't do in order to get a better uh, value for you um, you have to hear that directly and so. Um, for me, I, I never take anything too personally, so um, I think it was more uncomfortable for, for them to tell me how they felt, good and bad, uh, versus for myself. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, it was about learning and and um, kind of setting myself up for a life of the football.
3: Have you, I mean, again, you've done so much off the field and it's so impressive. I mean, I, again, you're, you're not done, you just signed a contract. Have you already kind of thought about what you want to be involved in though once you're done playing?
2: Um, I think I have an idea. I think definitely this is you know the reason why I spend so much time in business investing. Um, you know looking into companies, so I definitely see myself uh, being a part of that. But you know I don't think that needs to to um not happen until I decide to retire whenever that that happens. So you know I, I'm getting after it in off season and I'm getting after it now and. And, uh, you know, the plan is to make, whenever I decide to walk away, the, the transition seem seamlessly.
3: What has it been like to come home? Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of seen that not work out for some guys, but uh, for, for you, it seems to be g- g- going well. What, was it, what has it been like to come home?
2: Uh, it's been nice. You know, you, you come back to a familiar place, a familiar area. Um, you know, you get to see family a lot more. Um, You get to be around a lot more familiar faces and um, you know for me the biggest difference was the weather so I got to be around sun a lot more so it's been nice. What is kind of you know,
3: the thing that I always try to explain to people with call of duty is is it's an escape. It's a little bit like when you watch sports I mean it takes you somewhere it's like an escape when you're playing the game and when you put the headset on um what is the joy for you what what why do you love to play the the, the game
2: I think um one of the number of reasons we kind of already talked about is community being able to kind of play with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to play with, you know, on a regular basis. Like during the season, like obviously, you know, you don't get to travel as much um, unless you're going to a team. So to be able to connect with like my nephews, my brother, my family, my friends, um, former players, I think that's dope. But then it's just, you know, kind of like when when certain people play, um, you know, sports games, it's you know, an opportunity to do something that you never thought you would do. And so being able to, to, to have that, that real feeling like you're, you're out there in the field and, and, you know, you have all these different missions to accomplish. I think that's something that, um, you know, brings me joy as well.
3: Again, you take it one week at a time, but, I mean, I have to imagine when, when you looked at the schedule, um, like uh, what your thoughts on Seattle being the last game of the season? I mean, it's so far into the future. Like I, I don't want you to preview that game, but uh, were you a little upset that there wasn't maybe like the first game of the season?
2: Um, not necessarily. I mean, when they, uh, sorry, hold on, That's okay. um, not necessarily. When I saw they put Russ as the first game, I assumed, uh, <laughs> I was either going to be in the middle or the back end. So, um, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It's not something that I really like. Obviously like as a competitor, you know, it's a game that you pay attention to. Um, but I haven't really put too much thought into it. You know, when it happens, it'll happen. Um, right now, I'm just kind of focused on, you know, what we have in front of us right now.
3: You knew this was a business, but, and again, you, you've you had friends who, who had had um, exits, but, but the way that things completed or, or the, the, the way that things panned out in Seattle, I mean, tell me what where that put things for you. Again, you knew it was a business. You've always had aspirations for doing so much post-career, but how did that sit with, with you? Uh,
2: it's a business at the end of the day, so... You know, I think as, as everything settled down, you recognize it's a business.
3: Last couple of questions, Bobby. I mean, is there someone, uh, again, because of the platform that you have, that you kind of talk to for advice about like off the field stuff, when Nnamdi Su was here, you know I mean? He had aspirations and he talked to Warren Buffett. Is there someone, again, your time in Seattle, now you're back home in Los Angeles. Is there someone or some people that you've talked to?
2: Uh, yes a lot of them Um, just off the top of my head uh, definitely John Connors, Amy Hood uh, Steve Ballmer Jay Brown, um, Ryan Neese Humble um, Aaron Stevens there's so many different people that um, I feel has has kind of played towards uh, my knowledge in um, in business and finance and so I kind of you know, lean on those guys and and women.
3: And then where college athletics is at, um, you know, using your experience as a professional athlete, uh, again, a lot of them are going into the space for the first time, uh, you know, the company that you recently invested in. Talk about where college athletes are at now.
2: Uh, I think they're in a unique position. Um, You know, they get to... to uh, make money and they get to kind of use their their name, image, and likeness the way that the teams will kind of take advantage of us for a long time. And So now they get to, you know, have a little bit of benefits from that. So you know, I think it's going to provide them opportunities to make money uh, while they're playing. And, you know, I think the thing is to just focus, like still being able to focus on the game because you know, there's still so much out there, but you know, for them to be able to make money i think it's gonna be interesting i think the agency business is gonna be interesting um because i think they're gonna be able to come out to these guys earlier and so it's gonna be interesting to see like what things look like five years from now awesome bobby thank you so much for your
3: time i really appreciate it thank you appreciate you guys i see you okay thanks guys All right, that was Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. Bobby's obviously thrilled about the uh, drop of the new Call of Duty game. But again, I mean, he knows how to repeat or at least get back to the Super Bowl. A lot of people talk about the 2004 2005 Patriots. The 2014 2015 Seahawks were one play away from being back to back champions. Okay, so now we're talking about that big game on Sunday. We do have to, before we go to a break, what's up with the Clippers? I mean, I, I don't think any of us thought that this would happen. I think. we thought that – listen, G.A., you did not think that they would be – I mean, I don't want to say they're, like, going head-to-head with the Lakers and being one they of the worst are, teams. They are, low-key.
4: they're really bad. We've won games, but we've won games. Barely. You guys haven't – that is true. They've won two a games that w, w, they probably should not
3: have won. The, the game against Sacramento – the Lakers down have lost won. two
1: games they should have yeah, won. Yeah.
4: So. so,
3: okay, look, real quick, before we go to break, guys, what are you seeing with the Clippers right now? And can they
1: fix it? I mean, can you – like, is – because I don't know if Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. Yeah, they need Kawhi to be Kawhi. Um, You know, we talked about the depth of this team a lot, and I still like their depth, but the problem is shooting right now. I mean, unless you in rotations, I love Ty as a coach, but when they're struggling to score, why isn't Luke Kennard out there shooting threes? Why isn't Nick Batum out there shooting threes? Instead, they're having Wall go one-on-one to the basket and Reggie Jackson jacking up shots. I mean, there's still a lot to figure out. They'll get better as the year goes on, regardless whether they have Kawhi or George, but without Kawhi Leonard at full strength and George struggling like he did yesterday Day. It's going to be very hard to piece together some wins, but you know what they're playing for. They're playing for the playoffs, but if they keep playing like this, they won't make it out of the play. Wow, that is very bold. Um, I
5: do think that they just need reps together. They yeah. need continuity, but the problem is they might not get continuity because yep. Kawhi. Who knows what's going on with his knee? Obviously, that's the biggest concern. But Paul George, if Kawhi's not playing, you have to play at an MVP level. This team needs it from you. Although I think we didn't expect that they would need it from well, him. Well, that but was thing yeah.
3: Because we, listen, the, 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 there's no concern in training camp and then in the preseason. Because again, it's training camp in the preseason and, and the amount of time Kawhi has been out I, I really thought that he would come back and again he he looks great physically looks great it's a big difference between looking good and then picking up where you left off I mean gee you you didn't think that they were gonna win the championship but I don't think you no. thought that this would happen yeah
4: I didn't think that they'd be like what two what are they two and three right two now three or whatever? Right yeah now. um, yeah no I agree with Brandon on the rotations I mean they gotta they gotta pick that up but um, yeah camaraderie is is down right now yeah. right like the the transition and them um being a cohesive unit is down all right
3: let's leave it there for now when we come back we'll be joined by our good friend michael duarte when we return on the mightier 1090 in southern california the fan in las vegas on the hawaii sports radio network
2: we'll be right back with the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
3: Around. Welcome back to the Raj Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090. ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii and every Friday on the Sports Map Radio Network. Just as a reminder if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California Las Vegas or Hawaii call our hotline 310-400-0340 and now let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our good friend Michael Duarte. Michael Howard
0: you rosh it's about to get house of dragons on your show because i'm gonna spit fire
4: love
3: this love this uh all right michael i don't even know where to start but let's start here perhaps a game one of the world series is tonight we definitely thought the dodgers would listen at the very least get to the championship series perhaps the world series michael as game one of the world series begins what do the dodgers have to do to get back in the world series next season
0: yeah that's a great question uh if we knew the answer, right, we'd be we'd be multimillionaires. Uh, if that was the case, sorry, that's my parrot in the background uh, to you guys. Uh, but but I think the main thing that you need to do is you need to get some better front line starting pitching. Uh, the, the biggest factor for the Dodgers was that they did not hit with runners in scoring position, but we. Hold on one second.
3: Let me get that guy. We've had a Hold lot on. of interesting reasons why uh, you know, uh, people can't talk sometimes. Uh no, Nick Hamilton getting a haircut was the highlight. <laughs> but I believe right behind it right at the moment is Michael duarte's parrot wanting to join in on the conversation. Um yeah, we'll wait as Michael uh does that very cute. Very, I mean, right, Michael has a him. dog, he Maybe has a be, yeah. yeah. Maybe this would be better. Maybe he's going to want to like
0: talk and join the <laughs> yes. show. You want to <laughs> join it right That's now? Great. You want to ask me again? You want me to pick that up?
3: No, you, yeah. you take it
0: from where
3: you're at right now.
0: Alright, so like I said, uh, if we knew how the Dodgers could get back in the World Series and, and how to fix the team or get them there year after year, we'd be multi-millionaires, of course. But uh, you know, I I don't look at the problem with the runners in scoring position uh, as something that can just be solved or fixed or You know what I mean? Th- these guys had the best statistics in the regular season with runners in scoring position. Uh, they did not have any problems with that over 162-game uh, season. It was just those four games in the NLDS against the Padres that they struggled uh, in something that they seemingly dominated in. Uh, throughout the year. So that's not something like, hey, Aaron Judge is going to fix this, for example. Or, uh, hey, you know, if Nolan Arenado uh, opts out, you know, you can go pick up him and that's going to fix that. So uh, there are going to be some positions they need to address, especially if they let Trey Turner go uh, and shortstop is one of those positions. Potentially, if you do not uh, pick up the option on Justin Turner's contract, so base could be one of those positions. So, but but as I was mentioning to you before, frontline starting pitching, to me is an area where you can at least address that and you can try to get yourself back to the world series by having the best one, two, three punch, uh, in a five game series, like you saw in the you know, just with San Diego. Now in, in, Andrew Friedman's defense, uh, and it's not his fault that it went down like this, but you know, he probably thought his starting rotation for an NLDS series this year was going to be, uh, Walker Bueller, Uh, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, and uh, Julio Arias. Those four guys right there we just named are amazing pitchers and probably would beat any rotation, including the Houston Astros or Phillies, who will be playing in the Fall Classic. So uh, now that we know Walker Buehler will not be back at all in 2023, uh, you need to get somebody who can be a frontline big-game pitcher, but Buehler was. Uh, you need to replace uh Trevor Bauer, a guy who you thought would be at the front of your rotation, who, you know, is off your books now. Uh, so and, and we don't know what Kershaw's gonna be. So to me you need to get Julio Ria some help uh, and have some better frontline starting pitching around him.
1: Michael, I wanted to ask you about this big game, us Niners fans. You know, a lot people are picking the Niners to beat the Rams this weekend, but I'm not so sure. I know Kyle's lost us a couple big games with this play calling late in the fourth, uh, games we should have won this season, particularly against the Bears. Broncos and Falcons. Um, Well, the Falcons, we were hurt. Chiefs, we got blown out in the second half. I don't think this is a sure thing win for the 49ers like most people think with Christian McCaffrey getting the full playbook just because I don't trust Kyle's play calling in the second half as much as they beat the Rams. What are your thoughts here?
0: No, I mean, like we talked about last week when the news first came that the 49ers were getting Christian McCaffrey, which obviously you and I, Brandon, were extremely excited about. To me, that move right there made them the favorites in the NFC West, the the, the, the perennial front runner uh, for for the NFC West. Some people said it made them Super Bowl favorites. I don't wouldn't go that far. Uh, but in the NFC West I feel like that move puts them over the top, especially in a division that can be run away with right now, that nobody is is taking, that the Seahawks are surprisingly leading at four and three. Uh, I think with their track record in the regular season with Kyle Shanahan besting his buddy Sean McVay uh, time after time in the regular season. I think it was like, what, 6-0 and before that NFC Championship game. Uh, I think he gets them again here, and I don't necessarily think it's because of Christian McCaffrey. I think it's because the Rams are still injury-riddled at the offensive line. Uh, to me, that is the biggest thing, and, and you have a great defensive pass rush with the 49ers, uh, and if you're not able to block them or stop them or get Hey
4: there, Michael, we
3: lost you. Uh Let's see if we can get michael back it was the parrot first and now it was technical <laughs> difficulties um but i am really looking forward to this game on Sunday, I I, I think you know I'm again not going out on a limb. We've talked about it that the winner of this game will go on to win the division. Unfortunately for the Rams, still
5: you know having won a Super Bowl, it's gonna be a sea of red, so it really won't be a home field advantage. Do we know? You know they have uh, the number one Fox crew, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it that game or is it the Seahawks Giants that they will be going? It's a good to? question, it's, I, I would imagine I'll take a look, but I I would Rams forty, yeah, right? Yeah, That's I would, I would assume team.
4: I would assume that it's um it's a local game right yeah uh Did michael you, let's pick up where you left
3: off that i mean again we're, we're just talking about this big game rams f- 49ers um if you pick up where you left off yeah
0: i was just
3: saying that oh hold on we're uh nope. trying to get michael hooked up to the uh, uh, I
0: know
4: it's- uh michael yeah i think your mic is gone
0: <laughs> i'm back there we, we go. go there we go okay <laughs> I'm back. Sorry about that. And I still got this parrot talking up a storm. over here. <laughs> so what I was saying was, was that I think that uh, I don't think, I think with the regular season dominance that Shanahan has against uh, Sean McVay against his buddy, Sean McVay, I think that the 49ers are just uh, too strong on the defensive front right now on their defensive line. Uh, and, and the Rams are just too injury riddled on their offensive line to stop them. Alaric Jackson, uh, a third string offensive lineman is now going to be moved to left tackle, arguably the most important position on any offensive line, especially with a right-handed quarterback, Uh, a position that was, you know, commanded by Joe Nopu, who's now lost for the season, and for the last four or five years, Andrew Whitworth before him, uh, his predecessor. So I don't think the 49ers, Brandon, will struggle in this game, and I think that'll make you and I happy. I think they're going to have a very similar uh, game that they had against them the first time they met up at Levi Stadium.
3: Yeah, I mean, I... So let's play this out, Brandon. If the Rams win, you don't see any scenario where San Francisco goes on to win the division. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. At some point, the Rams do have to win a game against San Francisco. I, the I just, season. I just
1: know kyle shanahan and the way he they really the niners need to win this game i feel like more than the rams in the sense where i know i absolutely know for a fact he will blow a game against the cardinals <laughs> yeah. or the seahawks yeah. in seattle and you really need to have that three and in and the division going into those uh you know Three matchups against the Cardinals, uh, two, and then against the Seahawks, which is still one game left. Right, so they need to be three and zero in the division going into those games to really win the division. And at this point, um, I agree with Michael in the sense where you know last year they were three and five it's not the end of the world if they lose this game they were three and five last year and made it to the nfc title game and the nfc is weaker this year the only team that i think can beat the 49ers in the playoffs right now as presently constructed regardless of shanahan's coaching is the eagles yeah. everyone else i think the 49ers are better than in a uh, roster wise in the nfc and i don't think it's particularly close like i don't think the giants beat us i don't think the cowboys beat us i don't think the definitely not the buccaneers i don't think the i mean who else is there in the nfc No, they're not beating us. No, no shot with their defense like that. Just roster wise. I want Kyle to start coaching this team to its potential. This is not a team that should be three and four. They should be six and one should have that loss to the Chiefs or five and one is that five and one five and one my bad uh obviously i didn't pass math in high school no i'm kidding and i'm an advanced stats guy no but uh they really should be five and one if it wasn't for shanahan's play calling i want to see what happens michael's right he owns mcveigh a lot of the time but after the scripted plays it seems like this offense goes stagnant and he runs McCaffrey up the middle he's gonna get hurt Yeah. Wow. and that can't happen yeah. you know yeah to your point,
0: Brandon, you know, earlier the Arizona Cardinals look like a completely different team with DeAndre Hopkins than they did without him. That's one thing. And then parody is just rampant right now in the NFL. I mean, we thought that Bears loss was atrocious and the Bears go into New England and just pounce the Patriots on Monday night football. So uh, every, any given Sunday, which is the, the age old adage, it's just completely surprising and shocking to me. Uh, what's happening right now in the NFL this year. Look at, look at where the Packers' record are. Look at where the Buccaneers' record are. Uh, you know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything, but I think consistency and health are the key for the 49ers. Uh, and to your point about the play calling, I think it changed when Jimmy Garoppolo took over at quarterback. He just can't do the same things Trey Lance could do, and I think that kind of took away some of the, the play calls that he would have had for, for Trey that he now has to do with Jimmy.
5: Michael, on that same topic of NFL, what other upsets or upset do you like uh, for this weekend's slate of NFL games in Week 8?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I was actually just looking at them myself. Um, I don't know. There's some tough ones out there. I think the Bears, after coming off that big win on Monday night, might be able to cover against the Cowboys. I've seen a, 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 that line as high as 10 points uh, in favor of Dallas. So I could see uh, the, Cowboy, or the Bears excuse me, covering there. Um, I like the Patriots to upset the Jets. Uh, I think the Jets are actually favored in that game, but I think uh, it's, it's, you know, it's in Meadowlands, but I think even after the bad performance they had on Monday Night Football, and maybe not knowing who their starting quarterback is going to be, is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be uh, our guy uh, uh, Zappi? Uh, I think that could be an upset with, with Belichick's record against the Jets and basically owning them the same way that Shanahan owns McVay. I think that's another uh, upset special uh, on the line. If you ask me, and then I know no one's given him a shot in this, but I actually think Aaron Rodgers is right. I think the Packers could go into Buffalo. I don't think they're going to win it, nope. but I think they're going to cover the spread um, at the very least. I agree with I that. Think that spreads like twelve points.
1: Yeah, it's twelve. I think you take the points. I think the Packers will. Call. I thought you were going to say the Packers could go and win this game. I don't think they're going to win this game, um, but it's possible. I mean, you still have one of the best players in the NFL, and Rodgers, who has proven. And we look at we look at Brady and Rodgers, and we we talk about we you know, we we criticize their teams this year right but these are guys with proven track records i know they're a year older but both of those teams i figure will get to nine wins at least i I really do i feel like they'll figure it out i truly believe that maybe i'm wrong i think the bucks probably have a better shot of getting to 10 wins in their conference versus or nine wins versus the packers because i think they're both gonna be three and five right i don't think packers go into the bills up in buffalo and beat them michael i want to ask you about two other spreads that i like What about? I know no one's. The Lions have been way worse than people think. I think this is a trap game for the Dolphins. The Lions are at home. Goff has been terrible. I think he actually has a really good game with DeAndre Swift back. That's a game to look at. I don't know exactly what the line is, but I think a a Lions money line, I know it's probably. Far fetched, but I think it's possible. And I think another one to look out for is the Seahawks against the Giants. I believe aren't the Seahawks are the Seahawks favored or the Giants favored in Seattle?
4: I believe Seattle is favored. Is it? Okay,
1: then that's not an yeah, Seattle upset. is favorite. Then that's there, not so enough. Yeah, yeah, so I, I do think Seattle is, is the Giants. Another one I like is people are gonna call me crazy. I kinda like Houston to cover against the Titans in Houston. I mean, maybe,
0: maybe maybe. I know they, earlier in the year, they kind of went there and surprised them. I feel like Tennessee is finally turning into the team. We thought they would be. And the Texans are subsequently turning into the team that we thought they would be at this point. Uh, But you and the lions, Brandon, you always like the Lions, (laughs) And I tell you, they stink. And Jared Goff is garbage. And every single week, they have weapons, Michael. They They have weapons. They They have our USC guy. Every week. They lay an egg every That's single week. That's because Almanra has been hurt.
1: Once he's I will never healthy. take the Lions. I will never. I cannot no. trust if I, them. I, I'll I tell you this. I'll tell you this. If Ra was healthy against the Cowboys last week, the whole game, they didn't take him out. I know Goff looked terrible. Lions win that game.
4: But the fact is, he was out. I know because that's dumb, that <laughs> dumb
1: new concussion. He didn't even have a concussion. They took him out the rest of the game for the protocol.
4: I mean, I you mean, know, you know where that's going to go. I mean, everybody, everybody's <laughs> going to be on the defensive as far as he
1: got hit in the head. Out for the game. Or, yeah, I get it. I get it. You got to be at the safety for the players. And he also lost me a parlay. That was the fifth leg of a parlay. I had Ra over seventy-two <laughs> yards. And uh, you know, obviously, they don't they don't give you your money back if they get hurt. If anybody who bet Andrews or Bateman last night. That's why it's gambling. Game. Yeah, it's <laughs> gambling. Uh,
3: but Michael, we do have to talk about the Lakers. I I know. Uh, I think hopefully, maybe they're going to win today. Get, maybe get their first win of the season. Uh, <laughs> Michael, your thoughts on the Lakers? I mean, I, I really don't know what to say about this team. I don't know what a trade will do. I don't know if you trade future first round picks when you look at where this team is going. Uh, your thoughts
0: on the state of the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, I've said this before on the show. I'll say it again right now. they got more problems than a math book, more excuses than a pregnant nun. But, Rosh, you were just talking to Jeannie Bus last night. Why did not you uh, tell her how to fix the Lakers? Uh, uh, <laughs> so you said, you, I, I, you I, had the yeah. ear of the owner right there. If anyone can do it, she can make to pull yeah. off the trade to make it happen. Look, uh, as the team is currently constructed, and look, I, I do still blame Russell Westbrook. I know people are... Uh, you know, saying, well, now who are you going to point the finger at? Who's to blame now? It's not his fault after he didn't play uh, in that loss in Denver against the Nuggets. But to me, uh, when you have a guy who's making the most money on your team, $47 million, uh, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. He can't put a penny in the ocean, to quote LeBron James. Uh that guy can't be making that kind of money, can't be doing that, that, that kind, can't be taking up that much money and shooting that poorly at a position that you can definitely shoot at. Like people are saying, well Anthony Davis can't hit a three either. Well Anthony Davis is playing the five right now. You don't usually expect your five to go out there and shoot 35, 40 percent from three. but your starting point guard, you do expect to be able to shoot the long ball. Uh, and so we know this is a problem for them. They're three-point shooting. It was evident again in Denver. they only shot 26%. So to me, you have to fix the three-point shooting uh, and you have to fix the defensive rebounding. Uh, that was something that Darvin Ham said would be an immediate fix after the game. Well, look at some of the deals that could potentially be out there for Russell Westbrook obviously the number one is buddy healed miles Turner to me those fixes both those problems that fixes your three-point shooting problems it fixes your defensive rebounding problems and it gives another big that can help ad move to the four uh where it just doesn't seem like he's comfortable now in the five roll he just seems to be shooting the ball more from the outside than, than in the post with, like we'd like him to do so to me that fixes that uh the terry Rozier gordon haywood deal might do something like that i saw a deal that they could do with the spurs for Yaka portal and richardson those also would address defensive rebounding and shooting a little bit better so there are deals out there to be had for russell westbrook right now if you're willing to include that second pick uh and if you don't want to win now with ad and lebron then what are you doing uh especially in, in the twilight of lebron's career so to me uh, westbrook's trade value and and getting back shooting and rebounding can fix some immediate issues does it make him a championship contender no, but does it fix the issues that we can all see with our eyes that are problems with this team with or without rest book playing? Yes, and to me, that would make them you know, at least a playoff team and give them a shot if they're healthy.
4: Hey, Michael, a few minutes left uh, in the show. I just wanted to talk about another disappointing team in L.A. Uh, my Los Angeles Clippers have not been doing as much as well as I think everybody thought that they would be doing out, right out the gate. Um, what do they need to do in order to fix this problem and this issue that
0: they have uh, moving forward? Yeah, to me, the Clippers really don't have a problem. I know their record doesn't really indicate that, but to me, the Clippers are playing this load management thing right now with, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George they're going to be doing this throughout the year I know they believe they had the depth to be a little bit better uh to beat some of the teams that that they have struggled with early on in the season um including that loss to the Thunder last night sitting them at two and three which is why I thought Brandon was absolutely insane to put them at the top of his power rankings I know he was doing it based off of potential but um you know, they're going to be playing the long game throughout the season. So all that matters to the Clippers is that they are healthy G Hay, uh, going into the postseason. They don't care if they're the one seed, the two seed, the three, four, or five. As long as they're healthy, they believe they can run the table and win the whole thing. And to that point, Brandon is right. Um, but to me, whenever I look at power rankings like you know, someone's got to knock out the champs first. So the Warriors obviously coming back and and reloading and, and retooling a little bit, uh, makes them, you know, the team to beat the bucks right now, look like arguably the best team in the NBA, like they're on a mission to get back to the finals, uh, and prove that two years ago was not just an anomaly. So I like the bucks as well, but I think the Clippers will be fine. They're going to be playing this load management game throughout the year. You're going to be seeing Kawhi resting. You're going to be seeing Paul George resting. Uh, and I think this will, uh, like I said, this is a it, it, a good this is a good stock, right? Because it's going to pay dividends uh, down the road. You're going to have guys uh, that you're going to be able to trust on the Clippers when it comes time to the postseason or down the stretch. Guys like Norman Powell, um, guys like Terrence Mann, uh, John Wall seems to be playing a little bit better. Seems to be re, re- energized. Uh, Luke Kennard, Nick Batum, Covington, these guys playing these bigger minutes now are going to help you uh, down the road once you do have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy because you know you can trust these guys because they did it in games when those guys weren't there. So I think it's going to be fine. I think Clippers will be fine.
3: Yeah, listen, the concern I have with the Clippers is is that you know they're going to do load management, but this isn't a load management thing with Kawhi right now. I don't think his knee is right, and he's been out for well over a year at this point. So at what point... Can Ka- And again, it's not just for him to be healthy, right? Can Kawhi be Kawhi? The reason that the Clippers were championship f- favorites or viewed as that was because they people thought Kawhi would pick up right where he left off. Michael, you're the best. I will see you this weekend. I will see you Sunday at SoFi Stadium, Rams, and the 49ers. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
2: This is the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the US. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit.
5: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks.